everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel. I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel, and every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're glad you've joined us. Okay, let me Give me your microphone, Dr. Linda. What? Can you, uh, can, I need you to scoot in a little bit. Okay. And then, uh, hold on, hold on, closer to the table. All right. And, but then, can you, um, can you angle the mic? Turn, turn it like this, turn it like this. All right, well. Um, wait a minute. Let me get some water. You need some water. Let me get you some water. Oh, my water gosh. Before. Good grief, Chris. Is there anything else you'd like me to do right now? Actually, yes. There's a list right here I can go through. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. I was... <laughs> do I believe that? <laughs> I was trying to be controlling. Did it work? Yes, it worked. You were very bossy for right. just a moment there. <laughs> but thanks for the demonstration, since it is the topic of today's show, right? That's right. I had it all planned out. <laughs> it doesn't feel good to be on the other end of someone who is controlling. No, and that was a very mild thing <laughs> compared to what some things we experience in relationships. So just imagine, and some of you listening do not have to imagine, because you're in a very controlling relationship, which can happen regularly in workplaces, even in families, and sometimes even with friends. And it's very frustrating and very upsetting when you're dealing with someone who's very controlling. So today, we want to help you recognize the signs of someone who is controlling, this is a very important relationship issue. That's why we're talking about it. Mm. But there is also, Chris, a fine line between control and becoming abusive. Listen to this from uh, someone who writes in an email. When a person you're in a relationship with monitors your every action, that feels controlling. He checks my phone, my social media. He inserts himself into conversations that I have with friends. It does sound controlling mm. to monitor your actions uh, usually when people are doing this, it's based on some type of mistrust that the person has and a concern that maybe you're going to do something that would be out of their control, then they would look bad mm. or they couldn't predict the outcome of something. And people are very insecure, have issues with that. They won't be able to handle it, they think. So they monitor everything that you're doing. They closely control you. I don't know about you, but I've worked with several people who are very controlling, and I've seen a lot of people in therapy where their partners review their Facebook pages, they listen to their conversations with friends, and they just do what this woman is telling us. Right. No one gets into a relationship and says, I want to find someone that's controlling like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but people do end up in relationships with controlling people. How does that happen? It can be very subtle at the beginning of a relationship. My daughter and I watched this series and it was all about control. And at first, the woman that was in the series did not see those signs when she was dating this man. So you do need to be able to recognize that. In the series, a couple of people were telling her, you know, that doesn't sound right. Are you sure about that? Or should he really be doing that? And she just didn't see it because she was so struck with the guy and he acted in such a compelling way. And I think that happens to a lot of people. Now, there is a fine line between control and abuse. Yeah, I often hear women who are in physically, emotionally, or even sexually abusive relationships tell me that they can look back at the beginning of the relationship, and as they look back, it's a little bit like Monday morning quarterbacking. Hmm. You know, you look back and you can start to say, oh, those were signs of control when I was dating him and I didn't see it. There are things like he got really angry when I was five minutes late or he wanted to isolate me from my friends. Uh, he was very jealous when I talked to any other man. You know, he would then question every action that I was doing. 
a controlling person, though, Chris, can be very charming hmm. at the beginning and then apologize you into forgiving them and making you think, okay, I'll just, I need to let that go. And then it gets worse when you commit to someone with that type of control because they see you as you're not going anywhere. That's right. The commitment does give some kind of license to that person to clamp down on that control. Mm-hmm. And they might even use Bible verses to justify controlling you. That is a problem sometimes we see in the church is that people will pick out a Bible verse and say, you need to submit to me Mm. because of this. And they're using the Bible, of course, in a wrong way. And there's nothing in the Bible that supports someone becoming a very controlling person. Would it help, do you think, to watch this controlling person and how they interact with other people before you invest in a relationship with them? Or while you're in a relationship. Did you ever do that? I used to watch how Norm would interact with his friends. Mm -hmm. Did you do that? Did you think about how they would interact? Actually, I didn't watch Norm (laughs) do much of anything, really. You You weren't around when (laughs) Norm was interacting with his friends, probably. But, you know, it is important. And I I actually tell people this in therapy when they're looking for a a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. Watch how they treat their family. Watch how they treat other friends. Because when you're in the Mm -hmm. middle of this loving relationship, you get blinded by the love that actually happens. Remember we did a show on this called The Biology of Desire and Love and how you have this love cocktail that operates in your brain. You need to be looking and say, hmm, does he or she tend to dominate other people in conversations? Are they looking manipulative? Do they put guilt trips on people? Do they get easily jealous? Do they have outbursts of anger? especially when the person does not get his way. Mm. That's what you have to look at. What's the response? And you might be able to see it better when you watch the person engage with other people. So pay attention to that and don't make excuses for the person. What makes this tricky is people will put their best foot forward Mm -hmm. and be on their best behavior early in the relationship. But then when you get locked into the commitment, then they can just be their old selves again. I think one of the problems is that controlling people are good at covering this up early in the relationship. So we want to talk about then the signs. That's what we want to look for. And there is one subtle one at the beginning that is usually helpful to think about. And that is the person who keeps score. It's almost like having a toxic scorecard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while you want to, when you love somebody, you want to do something for that person because you care about them. There still should be a give and take in the relationship where the person is doing something to give back to you. But the controlling person keeps tabs on, did I do more for you Mm. than you did? And in fact, a lot of times they think they've done a lot more than they have. And then the thinking is, well, this person owes me something. And so it becomes this matter of you're not treating me fairly. And then they use that to manipulate you into doing much more for them. So they control you by reminding you of how much you owe them, like you said, and how good they are to you. And I can see that. I've had bosses and uh, co-workers who have done this, and through that I've noticed that they are very critical. Yes. Uh, A controlling person usually criticizes you in in several ways. You know, they might criticize the way you stand, the way you dress, the way you sit, the way you talk, what you do in your free time, what you do with your friends, any number of things. And they can start out small and sparse, but they quickly become a barrage if you allow it, and you will let them continue to do it to you. And they're good at this, too. They are good at their arguments about their criticism, and it makes this harder to see because they can be so convincing. I think that's it because the manipulation skills are so well Mm. developed, I guess is the way you would say that. (laughs) And when you're up against constant criticism from a person, 
I know this happens to me. It just wears me down. And then it right. starts to wear on my confidence. And then I start to question myself and think, well, are they right? So you really need to have that confidence that comes in your relationship with the Lord and be able to discern if that criticism is justified or if the person is just trying to knock you down in order to make you more dependent on them. They want you to think that they are cleaning up your mess, but you yes. didn't make the mess. Right. So that's all that mind manipulation. And we actually did a show called Gaslighting. We need to, yeah. we need to rerun that show because mm-hmm. that was such a good show. It was your idea for that show. But that's exactly how this sabotage happens. It's totally based on falsehoods, but the person makes you think like they're helping you when they're actually undermining you. And it's it's a way to get leverage over you. You know, I've met people and one of the scarier part of their being is, or their personality is that they can become threatening if you don't immediately play along with what they're saying. And, and that's one of the reasons why people stay in controlling relationships because there is an element in some of those relationships of threat. Mm. Usually that's a sign of narcissism, and the person can go from being called one moment to then being furious the next. I worked with somebody like this, and he was very narcissistic, at least what my assessment would be. When people would question anything he did, Chris, he would just become furious because they questioned him, and then he would go after them, and he would try to get people on his side and then threaten the people who disagreed. It's a very toxic in a work environment, and it's very toxic in a family or an intimate relationship as well. These people are lots of fun to be around, aren't yeah, they? <laughs> it's not a fun person to be around. Well, I'm not trying to be controlling now, but we do need to take a short break. And when we come back, more about people who are controlling after the break. Hey, it's Chris from the Dr. Linda Mental Radio Show. Dr. Linda's latest book is titled Living Beyond Pain. It gives practical tools to anyone who is living with chronic pain and wants to get his or her life back on track. Recently, Dr. Linda's listeners had questions about pain, and she answers those questions with tips from her book, Living Beyond Pain. Hi there. Um, I'm really nervous, um, but I had a question. I have a friend who swears acupuncture has really helped her pain. Um, Is that legit? I have the same question. Is it? (laughs) It is. It is. I I looked at all the studies. Acupuncture is thought to stimulate the body's own healing. The Cochrane reviews, which are scientific systematic reviews of a whole bunch of studies, found acupuncture, Chris, to be effective in treating common pain disorders. It isn't wacky science like a lot of people think it might be. There is some debate in the field of whether or not there is a placebo effect, which means that are we thinking we're getting help, and so that is creating the help that we're feeling, but there is evidence to show that acupuncture is a good treatment for chronic pain. Hey, thanks, Dr. Linda. If you would like a copy of Dr. Linda Mental's book, Living Beyond Pain, go to drlindamental.com, or you can find Living Beyond Pain anywhere books are sold online. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today's topic is signs of controlling people. We have a lot more to talk about, but before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com, and that's where you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. And remember, an easy way to know what Dr. Linda is writing about each day is to follow her on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. Linda Mental. And you can listen to our podcasts on iTunes. Don't forget as well, you can check out Dr. Linda's latest book, Living Beyond Pain. It's co-authored with physician James Cribbs, and it will help you navigate pain and get your life back. Dr. Linda, basically there are about a million ways to... uh to connect, connect with you. Yeah. yeah, and I love I love it if people would come to our iTunes podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just the Dr. Linda Mental Show. You can put that in, and it'll take you right to it. 
We can be there all the time. We can be with you all the time talking about all types of topics. That's right. (laughs) Speaking of topics, today's topic is signs of controlling people. And earlier you mentioned that a controlling person tries to isolate you. Say more about that. Boy, that is a big one, Chris. And when people come into therapy, they're a lot of times really scared if they're in a controlling relationship because Mm -hmm. the person that is controlling does not want you talking to outside people. Right. They don't want you to get any different ideas. And a lot of times what will happen is that they'll start telling me things that the person is doing. And I'll say, wow, that just doesn't sound healthy. That isn't really good boundaries. And we'll start talking about it. And for the first time, the person might go, oh, oh, they don't see it because they're so in it all the time. Does that make sense that they're not really seeing it? So the person who's controlling does not want you talking to people. They don't want you talking to your friends because your friends might do the same thing. They might say, well, you know. Bob, that's really not the way your wife really should be treating you or Mm -hmm. acting. And then they start thinking about it. And then that person becomes extremely angry if they find out that you've been subversively talking to someone else. How could you do that? Yeah, I'll give you an example of this. You know, this happens a lot when somebody is being physically abused on the beginning parts of physical abuse. They might be slapped around. They might be pushed or threatened when they don't do something the person is telling them to do. And they might say something like, I was only pushed. Mm -hmm. And when I say, well, pushing is not okay, that's really something that is abusive, and especially it can escalate to some type of violence, that's the time that people start saying, oh, maybe I do need to look at that and do something about that. Why is it so hard for the abused person to see? You know, it has to do with these mind games we're talking about. The person will tell you things like, you deserve it, you're Mm -hmm. at fault, you need to behave better. Uh, They tell you that they're nothing without them. And when you hear this over and over, you start to think, I wonder if this is true. And especially, Chris, if you had somebody in your family doing that the whole time you were growing up. So look back at your history. And if you heard this message a lot from people that, you know, were in your family, you might more easily believe it from somebody who says it to you when you're a grown adult. So it's important to uh, keep your family and your friends close. That is the must. That is the clearest sign. I think the biggest red flag that you can see is that if somebody is trying to isolate you, I've seen this in doctor's offices where somebody will come in and you want to talk to just the patient Mm. and the partner will insist that they have to come in and hear the information because they want to make sure that that partner doesn't tell you anything that they don't want to be told. So to break from this, you really have to be somebody who says, I'm not going to allow this isolation and I am going to try to talk to my friends. Listen to this comment from a person who writes, he almost never takes my suggestions, even on small things like where to eat with the kids and never willingly follows my lead on any projects or initiative. He praises his own work and criticizes mine. I feel like a child around him. So that's a sign, this this constant undermining of your decisions, tearing away at your self-esteem. When your confidence is low, you'll be more dependent on that person. So ask yourself, am I given a compliment? Am I encouraged in this relationship? Is the conversation usually a put down? Because that's a warning. You know, I worked with a couple that no matter what the wife said, he would always find a problem with it. And at the root of that relationship problem was a control issue. What about setting boundaries? We hear about that, and there's been lots of books written about it. How important is this to healthy relationships? You know, that boundaries book that Cloud and Townsend wrote was a huge big seller because so many people need help with that, need Mm -hmm. help setting boundaries. And when you try to do that with a controlling person, the person doesn't like that, and they don't usually respect your boundaries. 
but that's a sign. And we're, we're talking today about what can you look for. Look for the fact that they're not respecting your boundaries and they continue to push to get their way. That means they don't respect your time, they don't respect you, and they're trying to make you feel guilty for wanting your own time. So they violate boundaries. Mm -hmm. And what about manipulation? Controlling people like to get love and affection in order to get something from you. So they manipulate you in terms of your love and your affection for them. They're saying, well, if you want my love and affection, you're going to have to do these things. And they're constantly manipulating the situation. And then if you don't do what they want, they a lot of times will withdraw their love and affection. And that means that you're being manipulated if that happens. So it's things like they won't talk to you or they refuse to be with you unless you do things their way. Yes, there's a real withdrawing of love and affection until you get in line. And as we talked about before, you can't question a controlling person because they get upset. They won't discuss problems, and it's very hard as a result of that to really get at a problem. How do you address a problem mm -hmm. if they refuse to discuss it and always think that you're the problem, not them? Is lying a part of this? It really can be, especially when the pressure is on. For some people, that need to control will outweigh the need to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. So if you know the truth and you're sitting there and you're listening to this person and you're thinking, that is not the way that went down. Right. That is a red flag. It's a sign of that control that we're talking about. What about their uh, jealousy and paranoia with you? Also signs of a controlling person. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, we might think, well, jealousy is kind of flattering. You know, it's nice that they're interested and that means that maybe they care about me. But when it intensifies and it becomes scary and it starts to feel more like they're being very possessive of you, that's a bad type of jealousy. You don't want that. The controlling person will then a lot of times think that if you're just even talking to someone, that you're being very flirtatious, they get very suspicious of your actions, and they accuse you often of leading someone on because they're anxious, they're competitive, and they're even paranoid in nature. So those are good signs to look for. You know, one thing that comes to mind, and I know a couple who they deal with this, she always has to tell him where she is and who she's with and who she was speaking to. Yeah. And, and so the bottom line of that really is trust, isn't it? Mm. At the fundamental basis of every relationship is, do you trust me? And when you don't feel like you can trust your partner, and that's really the core of this for the controlling person, they don't trust. Now, maybe it has to do with their own background and what's happened to them, mm -hmm. but they don't trust you. And the problem is that as you get to know somebody, as you're in a committed relationship, you have to start trusting that person. And if you don't, it just is a relationship killer. So one of the reasons that they're being so controlling is because they think you're going to break their trust and do something out of their control. And I would submit, Chris, to you from doing therapy for 25 years, that a lot of times that's because that person's been very hurt. They have felt out of control themselves. And maybe they come from a family in which they saw that same thing. So trust is really fundamental to this whole conversation. It goes from one generation to the next. It does. Mm -hmm. Well, trust me, Dr. Linda, when I say that we have to go to a break. Uh, stay with us as we talk more about these signs after the break. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. 
Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder what is normal and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an overscheduled, fast food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child. Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And available online where books are sold. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website, drlindamental.com. And Dr. Linda, back to our conversation today, the signs of a controlling relationship. And there is one sign that you haven't mentioned yet, exhausting you with arguments. Oh, I I can't believe I forgot that one because that is one that I've experienced with somebody in a work setting that Mm -hmm. is very, very controlling. And they won't give it up. They don't. They don't relent on their argument. They just keep pushing and pushing and they just wear you down. The person I'm thinking of in this one employment setting was he would just talk and talk about why his thinking was right. And honestly, after a while, I I would try to reason with him. I think that was a mistake because he wasn't about to budge on his opinion. And it would just exhaust me. And after a while, Chris, I would just go, okay, this is exhausting. Mm -hmm. I'm giving up. He wants control. He's never going to concede to my point, even if I have a legitimate point. Uh, It's really hard. And so it just wears you down. You give up. Can a controlling person push you towards unhealthy behaviors uh, such as substance abuse. Well, imagine, so this was a boss, and obviously I could leave my employment or I could, you know, try to minimize my contact, but think if that's your your intimate relationship. And this is so interesting when you when you see it where the controlling person will encourage you to start drinking more. Mm. And I see it a lot with drug use. They're using drugs, so they want you to use with them. And so a lot of times a person doesn't really want to do those things, but they feel like that person is pushing them and controlling them and telling you that. Or sometimes you just start to use substances as a way of medicating because you, you feel so trapped in the situation and you can't get out of it. You know, another sign is when the person tries to make you doubt yourself and all the questioning they do is aimed at making you doubt your decisions. I saw an example of this the other day. The person wanted to go to law school, and her very controlling partner was telling her, you're not smart enough, Hmm. you can't work that hard, you're not going to make it in there. And so she believed him, and she does whatever he says, and she decided, I'm not going to go. And I know they have a very unhealthy relationship, and he is very controlling in that relationship. And, you know, I know her. She's perfectly capable of going to law school, but he is very threatened by that, and so he uses that control to really make her doubt her own self. How about controlling someone with spiritual things, like using the Bible in ways that are manipulative? I had a boss who does this. He uses the Bible as a weapon. He always cloaks it in this kind of false humility Mm, where, you know, if I I want to talk about something that... I've been successful with, which is what you're supposed to do in your employment, right? You're supposed to talk about the things that are working, Mm -hmm. things that are going well. 
if I question a decision or something that he wants to do differently, then he uses that whole idea of humility that I need to be quiet. I shouldn't question. I should do whatever he says. And he surrounds himself with other people who um, just always say yes to him. And so he uses that as a way of trying to keep me quiet. And it's a form of control that's based on a very distorted idea of what humility is. There's nothing worse than a self-sanctimonious presentation of the Bible. I know. It makes it really tough because it's really a type of spiritual abuse, if you think about it. Do you think in this situation he was intimidated by you? Oh, yeah, I know so. And I I think he's very insecure Mm -hmm. and he didn't want anyone to rise above him. And, and like, no, that was not my intent, but he was very worried about that, I think, in that situation. But that false humility was very difficult, and it was done in a very passive-aggressive way. And boy, that's hard for me. Mm. I don't like it when people get passive-aggressive. I'd rather have them actually just tell me to my face. Right. So what was his name? No, j- just joking, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Fortunately, moved on. Right, moved no. on. <laughs> well, when control is cloaked in spiritual terms, it's also very confusing. Mm. And we know, of course, who the author of Confusion is. Controlling people seem to, uh, they have rules that, that they want you to follow, like responding to my emails immediately and don't ask questions during a meeting or make sure you have dinner on the table when I get home. Do men still say that to their wives? Well, have dinner on the table when I get home? I jokingly do that to Sharon. <laughs> but you're doing it as a joke, I hope, right? She'll say, when will you be home? You know, at 5.30 and dinner better be ready. Then she sends me the rolling eyes emoticon. <laughs> <laughs> One of the problems with a controlling person is that they have these rules in their head and you better not violate them, mm. but they don't always tell you what those rules are. And I think that's to keep you off your game. Mm, wow. So I know I know, we've all worked with people like that where you really don't know what upsets them, but somehow you do upset them and then they don't really tell you. These people just don't make good team players because they use information mm. as power. They keep you in the dark and they're always keeping you guessing. This is counter to the way a Christian should be. Exactly. So the bottom line here is we're supposed to honor others. That doesn't mean trying to make them do what you think they should do and that they should be right all the time. We don't see Jesus ordering people around, and he had the authority to do whatever he wanted, didn't he? Mm, He did. But he modeled a servant type of leadership. So let's end this conversation, Chris, with a verse from Philippians 2, 1 through 3 that says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tendencies and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. And that's a challenge maybe in our culture, but if you're in a controlling relationship, the first step is to base your identity fully on Christ, not on that other person and their demands. And it will be important for you to recognize these signs of control that we've talked about today. Learn to stand your ground. If you need professional help, get it. If you need to know that you're worth something and that your opinions matter, then dive into the Word of God and get some help from someone who can lead you in that discovery. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show always a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. 
You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.